0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, everybody, we are back. It is part two with showrunner, writer, extraordinaire, producer, all the things, Mr. Peter Lankoff. Peter, man, it's been like forever, man. How are you? Good. Good to see you again. Absolutely. Uh we decided all wear the same clothes. Uh right. we just wanted to, we wanted to make sure everything, you know, was on track with as it was. Um in part 1, we talked a lot about uh your early days as a father, um the emotions of having children, um that great story that I, I don't know how many people know about that, but the fact that you had a big scare with your twins who were premature born. Um good stuff. If you if you're interested in that, everybody Go back to part one, watch that episode first, then come on back and join us for part two um, and check that out. Um, Nick. Yes. I, I'm going to give the conch to you because as per normal, it's all about me. Talk, 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 talk with Peter. And and it's, I it's your turn, my friend. Go, go, go do your thing. All right,
1: man. I, so when you said yes, I was like, I am so excited. You wrote two of my favorite movies of all time, Son-in-Law and Demolition Man.
2: <laughs> man, Demolition That's Man. That's so funny. You know, they both came out the same year. Yeah, yeah. Law came out in May, and Demolition Man came out in o- October of '93. Um, Demolition yeah. Man was so
0: them. good, though, man. So good. I mean, like
1: Wesley Snipes. Like, how I did love you... future time travel flicks. It's... So, did you? I, I got to know. Did you have control over who you picked for the actors, or was that like somebody else?
2: Well, Joel, the uh, producer Joel Silver um, originally. Um, there were a lot of other actors. I I, I wrote a, a couple drafts with Steven Seagal, who at one time was going to play, um, you know, the lead. And then um, there was talk at one point about Mel Gibson and and Schwarzenegger. Um, and then um, Joel called me one day and said, Stallone is interested. And so he, I used to go with Joel. Um, I used to drive over to the Warner Brothers and then. Joel would drive, have his driver take us over to Stallone's office. And, uh, I started doing some drafts for Stallone and I knew that after about a year of working on it with him, that it was definitely going to be him. Mm Um, and then, um, uh, you know, Sandra Bullock was not originally, um, in the movie. It was Lori Petty. Uh, she had done tank girl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, that was Sandra's yep. first role, was it not? Well, Sandra had just done a movie called Wrestling Ernest Hemingway for Warner Brothers, and they loved the dailies so much they thought for sure she was going to be a star. That when Lori Petty was let go, it was like two days after shooting, um, they brought um, Sandra Bullock in just based on the dailies of Wrestling Ernest Hemingway.
3: Hmm.
1: I think that was. I think it was a great choice. I don't think anybody like. I don't think anybody could have pulled it off but her like that, that role and like, i
2: also don't think anybody even uh even had any clue how good she'd be so
1: yeah and then snipes oh my gosh like you <laughs> only, only see snipes as a good guy and then all of a yeah. sudden he's this totally just evil bad guy and yeah. then a theory oh man so many yeah so
2: many good choices in that movie yeah his hair choice was great because I don't know if you remember, but it inspired Dennis Rodman to get the same cut. Oh yeah, yeah, same dye job. Which was and that was
0: also very big at that point in time in the '90s. Uh, you know, everyone going towhead, and yeah. uh, everyone bleaching their hair. Um, mm. Let me tell you though, it's not easy to do if you have thick hair, <laughs> and uh, that must have been some work uh, for them to get that right. <laughs> All right, Nick. So All more right. questions? Was that was yeah, that so more so a
1: question? Even though we asked before, I'm going to ask the seashells.
2: how nobody's ever asked that before yeah but (laughs) understanding
0: uh demolition man there's a scene where stallone goes into the bathroom and there's seashells and he comes out and says what are the seashells for it's been a long-running question what in heck are the seashells for uh do we get that answer today from peter lankoff
2: sure yeah i'll tell you (laughs) hello (laughs)
0: That's amazing. It's almost like you've practiced that. Yeah. So
2: how cool is that, right?
0: That's pretty amazing. Nobody
2: would ever have thought that that's the way it works, but that's the way it works. No, truthfully, I honestly, I get asked that a lot, as you can imagine. But here's the thing. I think it's more interesting not knowing. Um, And I think that's sort of the fun of it. Like, you don't know what's in the briefcase in Pulp Fiction, right? Um, Yeah. You don't want to know what's in it. You want to imagine what's in it. Um, you know, you know that it's something that's projecting some kind of light. Um, I think that it's more interesting wondering what the three seashells do than knowing what the three seashells do. So I always tell people that I'll give that answer out on my deathbed. So um,
3: okay.
2: I got to have something, some mystery uh, connected with me. Um, and that I think that's it. So you oh. can
0: confirm, though, that there is a definitive answer to that question. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh. So how did
1: Taco Bell win the franchise wars? <laughs>
2: well, originally it was Pizza Hut, and then you know, look, when you get a uh, uh, um, you know a conglomerate like that behind a movie, uh, they're going to do a lot of the advertising. That's like early product placement. So originally right. it was Pizza Hut, but when they go out and, and sort of um, connect with you know different um, franchises. They're the ones that stepped up and were willing to do a significant amount of advertising. I don't know if you remember, but their takeout bags were demolition man takeout yeah. bags, the cups, everything. Oh, so yeah. that's a significant, you know, piece of advertising that they came to the table with.
1: So is that like something that's kind of gone away too? Like if you notice the movies in the '90s and early 2000s, there was a lot of McDonald's, Pizza Hut, Taco Bell getting behind different big movies. And it's kind of gone away. Like, you don't, you don't really see, you don't have the Disney uh, ornaments anymore at McDonald's. You don't have the, the big movie anymore.
2: I think there's some, you know, they do some of that. It's been replaced a lot with product placement. uh, Where there's small, you know, uh, uh, product placements in the movie and stuff. But I think, I don't know if there, if there was a lot of return on that. You know, that's a big, massive investment to to run commercials to produce commercials in association with movies um and i think that over time they realize that what's you know are they getting the maximum amount of return so um i don't think i think i i agree that you haven't seen it a lot but i think it's been replaced with smaller pieces of product placement um you know even on 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 um 5.0 we you know, we failed miserably doing uh, Subway uh, product placement, but um, but you still see them smaller, uh, um, embed, you know, embedded uh, commercials in movies and, and TV, um, but nothing like well, what they did with Demolition Man or what you've seen with Star Wars or some of the bigger right. films.
0: What did TV shows and or movies influenced and inspired you? growing up as a kid to uh, embark in this career of yours.
2: I I, I, I have always said that Magnum P.I. was my favorite show growing up. Hawaii Five-0 was my dad's favorite show. Magnum was my favorite show. And there was an episode, Have You Seen the Sunrise, where, you know, Magnum actually shot his arch nemesis in cold blood. And the last couple frames was Magnum aiming his gun and, you know, this, you know, uh, this nemesis, Ivan, um, was taunting him, saying, you know, you're not going to kill me in cold blood. And he went back to Tom Selleck and he pulled the trigger and it went to black. Um, and you realize that the hero killed somebody in cold blood. Now, even though Ivan deserved it and, and um, you know, it sort of made sense for him to do it, I was like so shocked. And it sat with me for so many days after that, that I thought, I want to do that. I want to, like, impact somebody the same way. Um, I always wanted to be a writer. I wasn't sure what kind of writing, you know, because I used to write poetry and and plays. But I think watching that episode really sort of um, steered me in the direction of writing for the screen um, and trying to. Recreate that moment that affected me so much. It's amazing, and look at you now, yeah. man! Writing Magnum
0: <laughs> PI, exactly. which, by the way, the brand new season just dropped literally last week, two weeks ago. Episode one, right? Yeah, yeah. We had uh we had a uh, Zach 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 Knighton on We have Stephen on here in a couple weeks. Oh, you do? Uh, got, oh, yeah, Oh, yeah. Saturday. This Saturday, we actually <laughs> yeah. we awesome. booked him an hour or so before you came on.
2: Yeah. Steve is, um, Steve is the heart and soul of that show. Zach is insanely talented. You know, Zach, it's funny about Zach because um, I wish Zach was my idea. That Zach was um, brought, his name was brought to the table by another producer on the show. Um, and uh, he's, both those guys ha- have been such godsends to the, the franchise because they're super talented. But, Better, they're great people. Um, yeah, you know, and they are really great ambassadors of the show. Because um, when you live in Hawaii and you shoot a show in Hawaii, a lot of times all you want to do, especially working those long hours, is you want to go home. Um, and those guys go out of their way to participate and be a part of the fabric of Honolulu and and Oahu and be a part of the community and give back. Um, I always used to say when we were doing the show is I wanted to leave a good footprint behind. And those guys uh, are definitely doing that in a big way. I yeah, feel like are. I just did an advertisement for them, but, yeah. <laughs> but the real and there's tale, our clip. <laughs> yeah. It's re- Here's the thing. And I think why I'm saying that is it's rare uh, to get to work with talent. That's also such great, you know, there's such g- good Good people. Um, it's rare, so uh, I um, I was very blessed uh, having met those two.
1: Yeah, we've met a lot of people doing the podcast, and Zach is hands down one of the nicest guys I've met doing this so far. And I still talk to him even after doing the podcast with him. And Steven seems to be just the same. So yeah,
2: yeah good stuff. Real good, good solid people.
1: Yeah. Uh, so next yeah, time, now, now we need Jay. <laughs> to come on the podcast
0: we'll get him, man don't you worry <laughs> next time i'm in hawaii in fact uh, I, i'm i'm holding zach i brought up fish tacos i'm a fish taco aficionado and uh, I, I last time i was in hawaii i was brought up to him that there's a lack of a good fish taco anywhere in oahu and he, i i that island multiple times couldn't find anything <laughs> and he said hey man next time you're out i'm taking you to a spot i know and if not we will catch them and cook them ourselves and i'm gonna hold him to it that's good stuff. I mean, it just shows you right there. And he was genuine. He was sincere. Yeah. Um, he, we'll he, see how he genuine is. and sincere he is if I actually
2: call him on it <laughs> and I show up. But I, I believe it'll happen. <laughs> I'm sure it will. He's that kind of guy. Yes. So, all right.
0: I, I'm sure this is a question you get a lot uh, in your career. What do you have coming up that no one knows about yet that you're willing to share with us today? Anything? Anything juicy? Uh, is this Mike going to come out again? I just of
2: wrote, well, he, he, you know, uh, we're in the middle of casting a movie. Uh, Joel now uh, was a big mentor of mine. Uh, I worked with them on 24 and LaFemme Nikita. Uh, he wrote a script, uh, a thriller. Uh, we're in the middle of casting that, uh, that hasn't been announced. Um, I shot a movie last year in Thailand. So we're going to shoot this one in Thailand also with the same crew. Great great group of, of, of folks there. Um, I did write a movie. Um, I just finished a movie for Sony, a Western based on two very iconic characters. I can't tell you what it is yet, but it's for a massive director. Um, and uh, it, for me, it was the most challenging, the most rewarding uh, project I ever got involved with. Um, and it's, and after all these years, that I've been doing it a long time. I think I got in the guild in eighty-eight, mm-hmm. the writers guild. It's the most fun I've ever had on a project. And uh I just turned it in. Um it's massive. Um and I'm excited about that. And has it been shot? Yet? Out, when they let me no, it hasn't been shot yet. We just I just turned it in the script, but um oh. as soon as I they let me tell you what it is, it's it's uh it, it'll put a smile on your face because it's a, it's two very iconic characters teamed up in a Western, so...
0: Can you tell us where, you, in your head, you envision the location of filming is going to be for this project?
2: Well, I hope I hope the American American West. I, uh, I'm hoping that we Brady shoot it vague. here. Pretty vague, okay, right, that, yeah. that was me. I'm edition. hoping we shoot it here, but I don't know, you know, nowadays, I mean, we shot the Western prequel to RIPD uh, in Budapest. So (laughs) uh, anything could happen.
3: you need indeed
0: oh nick okay i'm not gonna jump press anymore it. uh that is good stuff
1: <laughs>
0: um yeah in one sec um, okay. what is if there is any a project that you had your hands on or you had a piece of that didn't you ended up not getting that you wish you had is there such a thing
2: well there's a, there's a couple. I mean, I a couple of years ago I was developing Miami Vice. Uh we were talking to Don Johnson about coming back as Sonny Crockett, um being a mentor to these younger um, cops on the Vice team. Right. Um and uh, that deal fell apart. That was uh it was very complicated, but I was excited about that. Um I had um also done and now when i say the name of the property uh you can't think about the old version of it you got to think of what it it could have been uh with um the sort of five o sensibility i had done for cbs a uh, reboot of baywatch but mm-hmm. it was very much uh an edgier uh I think more action-packed version. It was no slow motion runs on the beach. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. there was none of that. I mean, it was a um very sort of honest and real look at uh life-saving uh on the beaches of Hawaii. Um and I was really excited about that. We had a great director attached and uh we ended up we couldn't um just couldn't launch it there was too many partners involved um and it was too complicated but the thing that i i keep chasing is i want to do a felix lighter uh series um you know who felix lighter is so that's the uh cia agent who's always worked with james bond okay so yeah if yeah you yeah, think yeah about felix lighter he's sort of like the american james bond uh so i've talked to Barbara Broccoli, about begging her to allow me to do a series based on Felix Leiter. And in this version of it, James Bond would be on the periphery of the storytelling. You would know that a guy named James Bond exists. He works out of London. You know that he knows Felix Leiter. But the show would center on um, the adventures of Felix Leiter and uh, a CIA American CIA agent who travels around the world doing very sort of Bond esque type of adventures.
0: That's awesome. Now, in your vision, would you uh, recast the character or use the same one? Because you know he passed, he died in you know the most recent. Yeah, one. no,
2: I recast. I recast it. That's I would make a it a streaming version of of uh, of it, and I'd recast it, but. um but yeah, that's to me the one that it uh, keeps getting away that I have on the line, but I just can't reel it in. So I'd watch the hell out of that, and I think it's a
0: great <laughs> <too>. idea. Whoever <laughs> needs to do this to make this happen, let's get it done.
1: Yeah. I, I uh, think Netflix could use it as a son-in-law TV show. <laughs> it's like an eight-episode kind of like The Ranch. I don't
2: know. There's well, no Paulie's always wanted to do uh, don't uh, Two, <laughs> where he's the father and yeah. his. Daughter brings home somebody even crazier than paul Somebody that Polly can't even wrap his head around. So
1: I always that thought that's
2: great. a funny, you know, funny way to tell that story. Yeah,
0: I know. Ooh. I don't know if you, you I, but we need an, an, a sequel to Encino Man too.
1: Yes, that would be. <laughs> I think with Brendan Fraser's coming back and getting back into it. Uh-huh.
2: Think, yeah. yeah all right it's amazing because he's amazing and such a talent he actually did a cameo in son-in-law was such a nice guy um and it's so good to see him having this success now yeah that is
0: such a great story especially all that man's been through and and i am so so happy for that man brendan we'd love to have you on wink wink nudge nudge okay uh nick you got a fast five for us i do this is this is a uh I, if you haven't realized from my voice, um, I've worked radio most of my career. And uh, this is a quick little segment that I used to do in the radio that we've incorporated here on the podcast. Five quick questions. Uh, they're pretty basic, but they're fun. Let's go.
1: All right. Well, who's your favorite actor to work with?
0: Ooh, that, that's like, a, you can't do that to him, man. <laughs> no, but, but. I'll,
2: I'll tell you, uh, an actor I missed working with was Gary Sinise. i He was uh, a, a a real standout character. Uh, person and uh, great talent. It still is.
1: Yeah. Uh, All right. Your favorite food to cook for your kids? If and when you ever
0: do.
2: Uh, Favorite food to cook for my kids? Pancakes, for sure. They love my pancakes.
1: What is your funniest parenting fail?
2: Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Probably having the talk with my uh, oldest son. Ooh, how, how'd that go? How, how yeah. old were, was
0: he when you had the talk?
2: It was a couple of years ago. Okay. Yeah. I think he was schooling me on some stuff. <laughs> I hate it. When I have yeah. <laughs> it, that's a, t- that's a tough one. Uh, and every yeah. time I want to talk to my 14 year old, he's like, there's no way we're having that conversation, dad. So yeah.
1: <laughs> um, what's your, your best parenting accomplishment?
2: My best parenting accomplishment, uh, I would say, my kids uh, not being affected by uh, uh, money, their their uh, interest in charity, uh, their good hearts, uh, the fact that they uh, um, don't need much to be happy. Uh, a lot of that is my wife's influence. Because I'm a collector of things, uh, and she's not. But they're very simple, big-hearted kids. I think that's – if I have to say that the thing I'm proudest about is the fact that they would rather – and I this probably sounds cliche, but they'd rather give than take. Uh, and that's huge because I wasn't like that as a kid. I grew up very poor, and I wanted everything. Uh, and they're the opposite of that.
1: That's awesome, well done, yeah um he could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why uh,
2: wow, what a great question if I had a billboard that uh i think I think it would be tell the truth I find that i I live in a in a world where um it's easy for people to lie. It's easy for people not to be truthful, um, uh, and that's the thing I hate most about uh, uh, the business. Um, is there's not a lot of truth in it, and um, and I think I probably want that. Is just always tell the truth. I tell my kids all the time. It's you know just tell the truth and suffer the consequences. What's yeah, the that's worst? A tough one, it? isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's a like, tough one. Be honest, you know, um, especially if you make a mistake. But I, I'd ra- i like people to be more truthful. Um, and if somehow that could be articulated in a billboard, um, that would be great. There you have it. All right. I want to add a couple. I always do.
0: Uh, Peter Lenkoff, you can produce a show, a movie, whatever, anything that is in your realm of, of what you do with any actor or actress living or dead who you haven't previously worked with, who's it going to be? Steve McQueen. Damn! Didn't even need to think about it. No, All no, right. for sure.
2: That's yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd love to have done something with him. Uh, his interests are very similar to mine. Like I love anything mechanical. I'm a big car guy, big, anything that, Ooh. that has wheels and an engine. I would have loved to have like hung out and, learned and enjoyed, you know, that sort of hobby at his
0: What's the most your favorite car you've ever
2: owned? Uh my uh, Mercedes-Benz 300 SL uh, Gullwing. Ooh, nice. Well, what's currently parked in your garage? Uh a 1958 Speedster. Oof, man. How do you
0: feel about Tesla and electric vehicles?
2: My here's the thing, my son has one. Uh, he uh he and my younger son will not drive anything or go in a any car that has fuel that takes fuel. They're all about the uh environment, they're all about the electronic age, and uh and um that's pretty cool. Uh but uh I think they're great cars, uh, but I'm not an electric person myself. So
0: gotcha. I I'm a big car guy too. And I will never not, you know, have a passion for something that growls and has a big, loud motor, but I have owned a couple Teslas in my time here. And I got to tell you, man, it's the coolest, most fun car I've ever owned. That doesn't make noise. And it, it, I don't know. It's just, it's a game changer in my opinion. And I'm not even Mr. Environmental. I'm just, I like things that go fast and uh, that's where it got for me. So, but I still, man, you know. I'll have both. Yeah, they I, seem. To the day I die, I'm not gonna. You know, I I love the classics.
2: Yeah, they seem they seem like great cars. My son loves his. I've been in it a few times. Um, they're amazing. It's just I, you know, I like I like You're shifting old school man gears. I like shifting gears, and I like the smell of fuel and. I don't know. I'm sure that'll pass.
0: <laughs> nah, <laughs> so. don't worry. It won't pass. It's it's engraved in our nature, man. I get it.
2: Okay. I was driving this morning. I was driving a 1949 Farmall uh, tractor. Yeah. I had the most. I, I had a big grin on my face because I like I like the old school, you know, mechanics.
0: So simpler time too. Yeah. I mean, you could. I mean, yeah. I mean, any of you,
2: There's no electronics, no computers. It's just there and easy. I wouldn't even know what to look for if I was under the hood. I just, I, I just don't know like what to do. So yeah, I well, think that's, that's right. intimidating, very intimidating also. So well,
0: if you pop the hood on a Tesla, there's nothing there anyway. So <laughs> it ain't no big deal. <laughs> all right, Peter, the most important question I'd like to think I ask on this show I'm about to give to you. Um, it's actually, you know what? I take that back. Peter's going to get. The question, Nick, because I haven't asked it in a while. Um, this okay. is a question I've asked uh, a few guests and over the years, especially in radio. Um, it's a, it's a simple thing, but it was profoundly answered um, by George Thoroughgood for the first time of all people um, that I thought it was just the best answer I ever heard. It took 20 years before anyone ma- matched it. So no pressure. And then not too long ago, we got pretty close to the same answer two times in a row with two guests. I'm going to see what you do. So no pressure. All right. Okay. You can <laughs> watch one thing you can't leave your home without. <laughs> I know where you're thinking. Look, I
2: know everybody's gonna say cell phone uh-huh. of course. I that's right. you know, that's obvious. Uh I can't leave my house with, you know, my You know, just practically, I'd say I can't leave without my glasses uh, because I need my glasses to drive. But I would say peace of mind. Uh, And I think because, you know, my mom used to I remember when I was a kid, my mom used to always walk out. it. She used to check the stove a thousand times. She would hold lock the door, but check the lock. So. I have that same sort of mentality where I don't have to walk around, check the soap, but I need to feel like everything's okay. I could leave without thinking about anything that's going on. So I would say that, uh, cerebrally, uh, peace of mind.
0: Love it. That is original. That is a first. So you now, sir, are in the very, very small list <laughs> of most unique and amazing answers. Now, the answer to the question that I was referring to that I got from George Thorogood. Are you ready? It's simple. What's one thing you cannot leave the house without? His answer: kissing his wife. And I ah. just went, oh my gosh.
2: That's, "Wow!" You know, that's great. But the the truth is, is my wife drives the kids uh, to school in the morning. She drives my youngest to school in the morning. So she has to kiss me before she leaves. <laughs> well, there you so, go. Yeah. Again,
0: the question is going to be different for everyone, but yeah. yours was profound. I like it. I like it. Like I said, that's that's now, you're in the top three. Well, that's connected
2: to my mom and OCD. So <laughs> that's, but that's okay. That's, but, you know, it's peace of mind.
0: All right. And the final question for you, Mr. Peter Lenkoff, is, and this is the important one, if there's one piece of advice that you could give to any new father or soon-to-be father, What's that advice going to be?
2: Just know that they hear and see everything. Even if you don't think that they hear you or see you, they pick up on everything. I learned that there's so many things that my kids do um, that I didn't realize that they even saw me uh, you know, handle a situation a certain way but they, they observe everything. Um, So just know in the back of your head that, you know, however you react to a situation, they're paying attention. Um, And everything you do uh, uh, is going to sort of shape them uh, and shape their identities. Um, I didn't think it was possible, but I realized that they, I'm going to tell you a story. Okay. Can I tell you a story? Yes, please. It's amazing. It's an amazing story. So, a few years ago, um uh I uh I had uh, somebody who an actor who worked on my show uh who uh I didn't want him to wear shorts. Believe it or not, I didn't want him to wear shorts in a scene. So, he got offended and thought that I didn't like his legs. Okay? So we went to the network and complained and I had a big issue with the network, big falling out with the network. And, um, my, and in the train, then I ended up losing a deal at the network, a big deal, like a big deal over something that was so small, but it sounded like body shaming. Right. So, and you know, in this world, you can't do anything like that. So I knew that it was going to be, in the trades, this story that it was gonna be news. So um I and I didn't realize how big a story it was gonna be, but it became a big story. And my wife went up to tell my kids, just so you know, uh, this is gonna be out there because they follow, you know, they have my they follow me on Google and all this stuff. So my wife started saying, Well, look, you're gonna hear this thing, uh, and My son, Sam, this is a few years ago. He was 14, maybe 13. He stopped my wife and said, mom, you don't have to tell me. I know who my dad is. And that really was a moment where I realized that if I took a phone call at home, if I had a meeting at home, they would see the way I'd interact with people. They would see the way I treated people. They knew who I was. So they knew that anything that um, may have been misconstrued or may have, you know, been a fake wasn't how they saw their dad. So I realized that they saw everything, that they watched and learned everything uh, from me even though I didn't realize that they were paying attention. yeah. Uh, and that moment made me really realize that um, you got to, you got to make sure you're always setting an example. Um, so that's why I'd answer that. And now I know this is a long answer to uh, what it's should be a very fine. simple, uh, uh, very simple question. It should be a simple answer, but knowing that your kids are always paying attention.
0: There you go. And to be perfectly honest with you, Peter, um, I did my little deep dive on you prior to you coming on the show. And unfortunately, that is still pretty much all you read about, right? You know, the first 10 things about Peter Lankoff. um, I purposely did not bring it up because, you know, I didn't need to, didn't want to. This is about being dads and whatnot. Um, But you brought it up and I'm really glad you did. And that explanation right there was just, it was very profound. So well done. Good stuff. That's a very good answer, in my opinion. Well, thank you.
1: And I too. held, you know, and, and you're right. if there was any truth to what happened, I'm sure some of the other people we've had on the podcast would have said, "Hey, be careful." Or you probably wouldn't be working with Magnum Pi. You probably oh, would. So like, what
2: was that again? I,
1: I think if there's any truth as to like what happened, you probably yeah. some of the people we've had on the podcast probably would have warned us. And there, oh yeah, and there and there you probably wouldn't be doing what you're doing in the industry. Yeah. You're still working. You're still doing amazing things.
2: Yeah. Well, I think people understand that we're living in a very sensitive time right now, yeah. and that people's uh, feelings uh, come first. And you know, people, the microaggressions are really um, a big deal to people. And uh, look. I, I'm a, I was a tough boss, you know uh, but that's all you know trying to get the best out of people. Um, but uh, but at the end of the day, I don't care about that. I care what my good friends, what my family thinks. Uh, and that's really what's important. at the end of the day, uh, you know I had 900 people working for me and 13 people had an issue. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, I'd say the percentage Uh, on that works in your favor. Yes. Yeah. So, and also, uh, you know, most people realize that there's a lot of, you know, BS out there. And I think that's why I said truth because a lot of people don't tell the truth. Um, they do whatever they can to sort of like cement their position and stuff. So, uh, but I don't want to tell, you know, that's not to talk about this. Um, but I don't shy away from it. You know, if anybody asks me, I tell them, you you know, Everything that went on, you know, I just think that my kids knowing who their dad is and not being swayed by, you know, by something that's written in a, a, a tr- you know, in the trades or somewhere, yeah. I think that's and, really yeah. important. That, that, that to me is, uh, shows me that I did a good job parenting. I agree. And I, and when you told
0: that story, um, it, it could have ended right there when your son's saying, Mom, I know who my dad is. I don't need to worry about that. That's just. Pfft. Heart blew up out of chest. Uh, yeah. I, I was bawling by the way. Was, when, I, yeah.
2: when I saw that I was bawling. Uh, Cause I, I just thought like, holy shit, everything I had done, uh, like was, was a success because my kids saw me like saw the truth. You know, they saw, they, they knew me as a, you know, mild tempered person. And, uh, they weren't going to believe anything that uh, was out there. And I thought, wow, like, you know, I'm glad I discovered the fact that, you know, they see and hear everything. Good stuff. Um, I wish I knew that before though, you know, that's great advice to give to other people.
0: Yeah. Well, at least you did get to hear it and you do know. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, he is Mr. Peter Lankoff, showrunner, writer, producer extraordinaire. Um, you are writing
2: currently right now for Magnum. Yes. Not no, I'm not writing for Magnum right now. I'm writing for I'm writing for other studios.
0: Okay, well, you could catch him on those other studios for writing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I want to thank you so very much for your time today, good sir. Um, I will ask you one a final question. I keep saying I'm going to ask a final question, but this is a simple, easy one. <laughs> okay. We do a f- now, obviously, with time um, allowing and you wanting to we do a father's day episode every single year we recorded a couple weeks prior to father's day we get about 30 or 40 of these squares up on a zoom call with as many of the previous guests we've had on from the last year um on to do the show with us if that's something you'd be interested in i would love for you to be a part of that obviously with time allowing is that something you may be interested in sure. yeah absolutely sure. it's really yeah. cool to hang out and see all these other dads that we've been on and uh you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt if you know some of these actors that we've had on the past would be like, "Hey, Peter, you know, psst, give me a call." But anyway, that's neither here nor there. We'd love to have you on. I'll have Nick arrange that
1: um, right. a date it's and see if it can happen. That's coming up in like a month or two. It is, brother. <laughs> you better get on yeah. that. Start wow.
0: scheduling that. Yeah. Um, to everyone watching worldwide, wherever you may be, however you may be listening or watching, thank you so much for uh, checking out Dadcast podcast. In this episode, Mister Peter Lankoff, we appreciate you. We love you. We cannot express how much we uh thank you for your support and speaking of which if you haven't done so already like up subscribe comment do all the things and we'll catch you on the very next episode of dadcast thanks and have a great rest of your day peter you as well man thank you so much and have a great rest of your day
2: thank you you guys are great thank you